it would cost them nothing. One bit of um, technology, and I'll tell you something, they will have a salon of the future, just like that. Broadcasting from Essex, it's the 30th of April 2021, and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $56,000. I am your host... Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair referee, Joe Mehmet. Oh, hair referee, Joe Mehmet. I'll tell you something, uh, I wouldn't want to be a referee these days, that's for sure. Go on. Yeah, that's, well, you, you, you called it already. Um, Arsenal lost last night, once again, VAR, once yeah, again, referee. referees. Yeah. Uh, is is VAR making referees even worse, Joe Memet? It, it actually gives them sort of more excuse, right, not to be accountable. Because I, I, I believe, right, in you know, if you actually look at the um, the game itself, right, it's a massive industry to get uh, footballers, right, and yet someone mm. at the lowest rung of that um, sort of business, yeah, which is the referees, they could decide the fate of of a club, just like that. You know, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is that is the um, the thing that I find really, really um, nauseating about the whole referee business because they're unaccountable. You know, if, if they actually, if, mm. if you look at rugby, if you look at American football, cricket, you know, they, the ref tennis, yeah, tennis, it's all there, right? But football, okay, VR's all like it's all about interpretation. And you and you know, they come up with all these new words that the. Um, what was that sort of thing the other day with the elbow? The, the sleeve of the elbow was offside. The cloth was an offside. Yeah. They, they called it a new term, didn't they? So, yeah, it's um, clear and obvious error, right. and 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 this is pretty much a metaphor from what is happening in life right now, Joe. Many organisations around the world are redefining language, and basically, let me just translate what clear and obvious error means. It means referees have a get-out clause to basically rule whatever way they see fit, therefore hiding bias and therefore giving them get-out clause in every single angle. So I think referee and refereeing in the UK has got worse. Exactly. You know, technology's got uh, advanced. Yeah, the whole game is it's whooshed so far, right? And yet they're just walking advertisement board as well because they actually get rewarded. Uh, for uh, mm. for their actions because they, they get sponsors and yeah. things like that. I mean, it, it really... Sh- uh, yes, I believe they should be paid um, accordingly. I really do believe that. But at the same time, they cannot possibly get away with making mistakes. Really, it should... Yeah, I think I think Arsene Wenger, um, he said, uh, referees, I all support professional re- referees, um, but ever since they've been professional, they've got worse. The, uh, the last World Cup was the first World Cup, I think, for many years that um, an English referee wasn't present. It, 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 well, this is it, because they weren't that good. And Yeah, yeah but, but, that, but this is my point. So if there's a metric we can use to measure... How many referees appeared in the last World Cup? The answer is zero. You, you know, one of the worst referees I ever came across, right, was uh, Mike Riley. Oh, oh, you, okay. you, you know, I don't know if you know who Mike Riley is. I, yeah, I do. Um, I, I'm surprised you didn't say the other Mike, Mike D. No, I mean, there's a. No, I mean, he's a he's a Spurs fan that uh, openly he's celebrates. Not actually, Spurs he's not actually. A goal. He's not a Spurs fan. I think he's a. I've got a video yes. of him celebrating a goal going yes, in against Yes, but, but then, there, there's actually a foot, there's pictures of him, right? As a football fan, I think he's either Pittsburgh or something like that, right? Colchester, whatever, right? He actually, he's actually much more, um, he's a hard cast of I quite like Mike Dean, actually. I don't dislike him, right? Oh, God. But, but Mike Riley was the guy who destroyed um, Jose um, Reyes. He got he, he let he mm. let uh, Rio Ferdinand stay on the pitch. Never brothers, right? And we we lost our forty nine um, our unbeaten run record, right? Oh yeah, no, that was right. yeah, no good. And good and shout. also, yeah, right, catch. he was that responsible was for booking a player three times in a World Cup final game. No, wasn't that, that the other one? Wasn't that Paul, Graham? But he, he did do something similar, Riley, right? Graham Powell, I think. Right, and yeah. Get, Graham Pohl, that oh, was it. Graham Pohl right. did that in and, the World and Cup. And yeah. something uh, similar, right? Some atrocious or like uh, amateurish uh, mistake. Mm. And yet, guess who's the chairman of the uh, Referees Association? 
Mike Riley. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, people were saying, right? These uh, football uh, owners are, uh, are greedy. Where the FA is corrupt, UEFA is corrupt, and yet, yeah, know, yeah. Let, and the FA that. and the yeah, Premier let's, League let's are all that. corrupt. Let's yeah, yeah. No, let's. Uh, well, like I said, I just wanted to throw yeah. that in there because we did have a chat about the European yeah. Soccer League oh, last, look. Soccer League, so Super League, League last actually. week. Look, we're still in it. We're still um, in it. Right? And time. and yeah, once again, I think we we come down on the side of you know the business owners, didn't yeah, we? Ex- exactly, we did. Yeah, because we like the because yeah. we we're not mavericks, right? But we like anything that dis- disrupts the monopoly, don't we? Mm. And, and UEFA is a modern example of a monopoly. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, and a very corrupt mm. one as well. And the FA, in that sense, but you know, it, but it's amazing how people uh, and the media and all that lot, right? They'll see they see them as a victim all of a sudden, don't they? And, and the yeah. and the sort of, yeah. and the football club owners are greedy, selfish. They don't care about the fans uh, of Ogres, You know what I mean? I mean, it's just amazing narrative that was coming out, really. And and the longer it went on, right, the more I supported. Mm. The ESL, really, because I, I, because yeah. I supported the idea, I really did. Uh, yeah, same here, same here. I think all ideas should be explored. Exactly, and, not just the ones that affect your salary. Exactly, and, and you know, so yeah. uh, you know, and, and the the masses sort of like going about, oh, yeah, even even demonstrating outside my football club. Piss off, you know, you don't even know what you're protesting about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, look, 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 you've already, hang on, swear yeah, sorry. missed it again. Uh, look, let's yeah. move on quick before you have yeah, a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, so then what have you been up to this week, Joe? Because, I mean, obviously, April, I don't know if you've been like me, but I have been packed to the rafters with hairdressing, with digital work, with family stuff, kids going back to school... Um, moving house. I mean, April has to be one of the busiest I've ever had on record. That's, what about you? How's well, your April? Listen, I, I, I've always been steady Eddie, right? Because I've got a niche market. But what I did find interesting though was um, was that I've got sort of like a few clients from my website, okay? And you know, if anyone goes to my website, I'm not, you know, sort of your running the mill um, prices. But um, I've got a couple of clients from that, and they'd be recommending recommending me their clients as well fantastic so, so word, word of, of mouth, mouth then right? I mean the website is it's a good I, I spent a bit of money on the website uh, uh, over a year ago on it right uh, what is give us give us give your website uh, a uh, plug Joe Mehmet hairdresser that's all you know I mean Joe Mehmet hairdresser simple as that right what dot com, dot com yeah yeah dot, you have yeah, to dot, type in more yeah, than Joe Mehmet hairdresser right com, okay and right do you want me to give you a quick analysis of your yeah, website yeah, I love the picture on the front page, mainly because I was heavily involved in that. Um, a good picture of you, although, come on, mate, how old is that picture? Okay. That's uh, got to be from 25 years ago, not, that, that picture, that's surely. Actually, that actually is about 12 years old. That's Robert Ferrer took that picture. Uh, Robert Ferrer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. It, so I'm sure it required all of his talent to make you look that <laughs> handsome, mate. He does. Anyone want to check out the website? There's a great black and white picture of Joe, and he's he's got all... Hang on, your hair looks quite dark in this picture. Well, that... The last time I saw you, you looked like Brian May's nan. Listen, that picture is it's only really dark because of the lighting, <laughs> all right? <laughs> the lighting. Yeah, if you look, if well, that's you look what at the template, does, if you I suppose, at, mate. If you look lighting. around the hairline, it is white. It likes, it's, because it's long, right? My hair was long. Salt and pepper, mate. I mean, George, I've got George Clooney on the phone. He wants his, he uh, he wants his uh, headshot back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it was fine the other day, right? I was sort of like, uh, you know, I, I got up in the morning and... Uh, yeah, I like my Turkish coffee and with my cigarettes. I'm just sort of like, just uh, you know, my terror, just drinking my coffee and uh, smoking. Yeah. And my wife saw like, she says to me, for a second, I thought you were George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, mate. Uh, you're, you're, you're kind of cross between George Clooney and Marco Pierre I'm thinking more like George Clooney, really. <laughs> George Forby, yeah. 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 When, when George Clooney and Marco Pierre White collides... Joe Mehmet is the the new the new the new version. Right. So what else we got on here? Right. So we got what I do. I do women's and men's haircuts, blow dry, highlight, tints, extensions, and keratin. Women's haircut and style. Four hundred and fifty pounds. Joe Mehmet. Shut the front door. What's going on there? Know. How can you justify such such high prices? Listen. 
Don't you know we're in a recession? Recession doesn't affect people, mate. It, it was a haircut. When it comes to having a haircut, there's no such thing as a recession, all right? There's, yeah, I always said to you, right, a hairdresser would never starve, okay? And, uh, and right. I work very hard to, to, to hone my skills. You feel I'm going to give them away cheaply? Never. No, absolutely. Well, I, I do have an issue with you, with your Go website, on. and it's your your sexist pricing structure. Uh, you're charging women, just because they're women, £450, and you're charging men £250 for a haircut. Why Joe do you Mehmet, think that is? Why, how do you, how do you, why are you being so no, discriminatory When I do, when I do a website? men's haircut, right, I don't put a round brush mm. through it. I've never, right. I've, I've never ever done a man's haircut with a round brush afterwards. With a All right. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is this, so what you're saying is a women's haircut might take you an hour, but a men's haircut might only take you No, I know a man's haircut would take me an hour. A woman's haircut would take me half an hour, right? right. And it would be a half an hour blow yeah. dry, whereas a men's haircut would take me an hour, right? But then I've been talking about football, politics, cars, yeah. you know, oh, you know yeah, a, a sure. business, everything else, right? So it's more like a ch chitty chatty thing, right? Whereas we, you know, uh, but I would never put a, bl uh, a brush through the hair. Never, I'll put my, you Amazing. know what I mean? So, Amazing, know. Amazing. Right. So basically, you're like the um, the sport version of an Aston Martin, right? They charge you more money to take things That's off right. of it. No, they, like a Porsche GT. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a Porsche GT. You're like, you're like the right, sports. Yeah. yeah, you're you're the sports <laughs> Range Rover, which is smaller. Yeah. And got less stuff in it, but they charge yeah, you an extra that's 25 right, grand that's for a, it. It's a brilliant analogy, right. mate. What brilliant <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Are you giving me a round of applause? I think, so. I'll, I'll I think that. that's brilliant, man. Good thinking, okay. Batman. Joe Mehmet, the, the Aston Martin sports version of the hairdresser. Yeah. No, brilliant. Yeah, it is brilliant. true, though. It does make me wonder, because, you know, I, I was at Porsche, as you know, right? And, like, uh, you got the Porsche GT3 RS, right? GT3, GT3 RS, right? You've got GT2 RS, right? And these cars are, like, sort of racetrack-prepared cars, yeah? And the big difference between a GT3 and a GT3 RS, right, is just that weight, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got less weight, you know there what I mean? You, you know, you don't even have a like the seats at the back, you've got the, you've got the road cage, right? You've got a hard bucket seat or whatever. And that's what it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, for. So all the luxuries exactly. are gone. And yet, they? you know, for that sort of extra two brake horsepower, you put it, you're going to pay about 30,000 yeah. pounds more. Well, I mean, that it, it is phenomenal, right? It really is. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't like to, to move the analogy on even further, or the metaphor, I always get them too confused. Um, you're buying experience, right? So therefore, a faster Porsche is going to give you more thrill. Yeah. And more adrenaline well, I, I, than a luxury Porsche. Yeah. So, you know, like hairdressers, you know, we don't just sell our cutting skills we sell you the experience yeah. right we sell you feelings we should sell you good vibes yeah. and that is part and part of our service isn't it we make you feel exactly great. you know it's that it's that difference right we'll get there we'll get there at the end right it is how you mm. get there i think i think it's sort of like jeremy clark and i sort of said it many years ago like when there was that sort of debate cars just four wheels right he goes yeah but mm. it's how you get there at the end of the day Right. Do you know what I mean? And and we and I suppose we were we we were really sort of like in, in a in a culture where image is very important. Not so much now because of the pandemic, right? I kind of probably dispelled that completely. But up to this sort of pandemic, mm. uh, pre-COVID, right? Image was very important to people, wasn't it? I mean, look at the Instagram, the social media, and all that. That actually grew because of people's vanity, didn't it? Really, uh, you sure. know. So For you sure. know what I mean. I might have told you this story before, but um, when the Instagram uh, inventors went over to Facebook, I think they worked with Facebook for a few years, but I think they all threw the towel in. Like the original uh, innovators behind Instagram, they all threw the towel in because their original vision was for the, the, the camera to be pointing outwards and showing you what you can see with your eyes. They threw the towel in when it all became about selfies and turning the camera around on themselves and showing everyone, showing off, showing what you've got, 
what you look like, you know, how much cash you've got. Yes. And, yes. Do you know what I mean? It was a selfie thing, which basically made the Instagram inventors throw in the towel and all resign from, from Facebook. So that's a, a little tidbit for yes. you. Um, I don't know what that adds well, to the well, conversation. No, I, I anyway. think people should realise how things sort of like... Um, originate right you know so it's yeah no idea is the same but so like an idea develops for something else doesn't it you know what i mean and and what Mm. you're paying for is that experience like you sort of said i think i I don't know i'm just waffling Mm. (laughs) fair enough well don't waffle let's just move on to the next the next thing right so fridays we've decided we're kind of going to do a bit of a roundup on what's gone on in the previous week because obviously i'm inundated with emails you're inundated with emails uh social media's just gone berserk i mean in fact i'd say social media's actually quietened down a little bit for hairdressers because we're all allowed back to work this month um but the same protagonists are have come out and started flogging a dead horse which is the hang on hang on hang on I mean, the reason why I made a soundboard is so that you don't have to oh, hum okay. over you the top of it. Humming. Right. All right? Okay. Yeah, no, your humming's okay. awful. You... Yeah, well, I... <sighs> yeah, you can't no, help you yourself. Should, you, can should you? Have, you should have the doors <laughs> <side. laughs> Okay, I'll get that next time. I'll get that next time. Right, so... Save Our Salons is back. I got an email through from Hairdresser Journal the other day and they are still bleating on about this BAT. Can, can, before you start, I love the uh, the beginning of their email. This, Go on, do you want to well, read I, it? I'll just read the first uh, the introduction. Dear Save Our Salons supporter. <laughs> that's brilliant, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, it's, it just sums it all up for me, really. Because mm. anyway, go on. anyway, before I I I saw I do find them quite um, interesting sort of people actually that they that mm. they feel that they've got something to um, sort of like take to the government and and argue with fact that they really and I really do believe that they actually believe what they're doing is for the good of the industry, right? Mm. But is the government listening? No. No. Right, so. No. Um, why isn't the government listening, mate? Well, I, I kind of looked at... I was, I was actually sort of like thinking about why... I read their email, right? Um, yeah, so mm. the, the Save Our Sons support, what makes SOS different, unique, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, and, and I sort of go down to what they've been active with. You know, they just... They, they come out with these impressive names, right? I mean, you, you've been through it, haven't you? The A... Yeah, all part. Yeah, but I want to know why the government of what the government has said. Well, the, why, why have the government knocked them well, back? Why? Because the first place in the first place, they haven't answered. They haven't sort of responded to their request in the first place with last year, right? So, what's changed in six months? Right, you know, you tell me. Yeah, no, that's no. The government did uh, respond. They did to. You're being disingenuous. They they did respond. They said the government essentially said we. Um, it's too complex a situation to reduce VAT for salons only because of the bucket they're in the retail bucket. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing this. Yeah. You know, no one ever mentions bucket in a quango. They'll they'll dress it up with some other spectacular term. But the government have said it's too complex to isolate hairdressing and beauty salons because they're in the retail bucket. So therefore, they cannot do anything from a but bureaucratic they changed, but they changed uh, point the retail, of view. They changed, they changed but, it. yeah. No, 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 no. Let's just focus on what the government said. And they've said that they will support salons and they have supported salons during the lockdown in other ways. Yeah. So that's the, so the government have responded. I'm not, I'm not bashing yeah, the government right. here. The government have responded and, you know, on reflection, you look at that and you think, all right, that's fair enough. They did. So rather than the Save Our Salons mob continue the conversation with the government, what are they doing, Joe? uh, Well, they're flogging the dead horse, aren't they? They've uh, basically gone back with the same argument, the same, you know, narrative about, oh, hospitality have been reduced to 5%, why can't we? 
You know that they've gone back to the yeah. same narrative. That was that was what I noticed straight from, from away from from the email, from the from the email and from yeah. their website. You know, because they're basically put on there. You know, for every hundred pound of revenue, a reduction in VAT to five percent would add twelve pound to salon take-ins, a vital lifesaver. But we've discussed this at length before. Like I say, I don't want to get too embroiled in this because we've discussed it before. The argument should be. Rip, cut that That's completely right. from a time-based service. That's right. I mean, it, it, they because... said in the, in the email, right, uh, to receive fair taxation on our labour-intensive output. Right. You know, yes. I mean, we sort of say abolish the VAT altogether on... Altogether. You know what I mean? Yeah, reduced, reduced tax on everyone well, in the industry. I think if you sort of say reduced of tax, right, it's sort of saying, yes, we, our industry is a taxable industry. All right, they're, they're actually accepting that. So whereas you and I, our arguments are sort of saying, no, we shouldn't be taxed on our um, labour. Mm, exactly. I mean? So yeah. they're actually on time-based yeah. services. I mean, let's get let's get yes. our point out there really yes. clear. We believe for time-based services because we've got one pair of hands, we can only do one person at a time. We shouldn't be exposed to yes. VAT. A restaurant is different. Because a restaurant can serve 100 plates of food at once if they like. This is where the discrepancy comes from. We've been thrown in a bucket which is disingenuous to our entire industry saying that we are retail. We are not retail. And we're not even in the personal care sector. Forget it, right? So they save our salon campaigners, or or, whoever's behind that, well, we know who's behind it, right? I saw saying... You know what? We accept VAT on our uh, services. Fine, you can accept yeah, it. We exactly. <laughs> yeah, we. No one else you is. Know what I mean? So, the, so the, this is yeah. the point. They've started like their whole argument and their whole campaign started on the exactly. wrong foot. You know, exactly. they basically said, "Yeah, no, we, 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 no, we accept VAT." And it's like, why is it only the top seven percent of salons that are complaining about VAT? Because they're the ones that accepted <laughs> exactly. it. Yeah, and, and as you know, right, with the Hansard report, eighty-three percent of the industry don't pay anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, uh, so, which makes it easy for the government to turn around and say, exactly. "Get stuff." I mean, but you know, let's put yeah. let's put our sort of differences aside, right? And I was sort of thinking about I was thinking about this email. I said to myself, mm. why is the government not listening to them? Yeah, you know, let's just, for argument's sake, right? hypothetically speaking, mm. right, all the professional bodies are in our industry is one big voice, okay? You know, for mm. So they, they, they sort of save our salon, chop the VAT, VAT, top VAT, et cetera, et cetera, right? And they, they sort of done all the meetings, etc. like this sort of. Why is the government not um, listening to them? And I've come down to two, three points, I said to myself, right? Point one is they don't understand their target, who they're targeting. You know what I mean? The, oh. the Save Our Southern, who they're targeting? The, um, the government, yeah. right? And yeah. When you're campaigning, right, what, what do you need behind you? You need, you need a message that is clear and concise. Okay. Yeah. And and that message is not clear and concise, is it? It's not. It's not. Uh... Well, I don't know. I think. I think their. I think their message is clear and no, concise. No. You know, they want to reduce to five percent. Well, 5%. they do. But I'm just but, saying. But, but I'm just saying. Know, no, but the save ourselves. We're not on the same platform. Yeah, but, no, but are we? the... We're not on the same boat. Go Let on. me finish. Um, oh, hang on. Oh, I've got to busy that. That's the wife. Sorry about that. Um, no, no, let me finish. Say, like, Save Our Salon's message is clear. It's just that they need the support of the entire industry. But the, the point they're putting across doesn't affect the entire industry. So therefore, their point is yes. useless yes. in this exactly. context. That's yes, what I'm trying I, to. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to iron it all out and boil it down to what the problem right, is exactly. with the exactly. message. The message is it doesn't touch enough people in the salon industry exactly and 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 how they and what the quality of what they're trying to say as well right i actually believe right it's quite weak it's it's quite poor really because it's selfish it sounds like a sport brat you know i want this i want this i want this you know and i will Mm. say to you when someone says 
I what I want. I just switch off uh, completely. And when I saw listen to their campaign, we we actually saw them on the on the on the um, that Zoom feed that we saw them talking, right? Um, mm. It's all a case of I I I. You, you know what I mean? Me me me. Mm. And again, that's 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 a very selfish narrative to to sort of be talking. Mm. You know, when we're all supposed to be together, right? Um, okay. You know, and like there was this. Um, I was there was a theory on revolutions. All right? I was talking about I was thinking about sort of like revolutions, right? And there was this Professor mm. Dix, and and he's sort of like the idea for a successful campaign revolution, right? It's based on a, on a socio-economical level, where you sort of say, right, movements have to have the ability to assemble a broad negative coalition of a diverse domestic groups and foreign supporters including elite groups and the middle class for it to be successful. Now, how are you going to interpret this? All right, so let's break it down, right? Uh, movements of a broad negative uh, coalition, right? So negative being disgruntled people, I suppose, right? Yeah, angry. angry. And, and a coalition, yeah. right, is of diverse domestic groups. So people, there's domestic meaning, the foot yeah, soldiers effect, up yeah, to the elite effect, salons. Everyone. everyone. their career, right? So, yeah. again, foreign supporters. Foreign supporters will be product companies, sponsors, you know, people who's got no skin in the, mm. they, They've got skin in the game, but they're not actually involved in the industry itself, right? That's how I would see it. And then... Well, no, they're, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're, you're talking about the people that make their living from yeah. the industry. Yeah, sponsors, yeah, it's that, sponsors, yeah. Yeah. you know. Make their living yeah. off of the industry, right. I should probably say. And then say. you've got elite groups, okay, which yeah. you're going to need the elite group. Then you've got the middle classes, okay. So mm. you, you've got to have the diversity. Now, in, in, in this Save Our Solo campaign, right, they, they've, got, they've probably got to sponsors, the product companies behind them. And they've got the elite groups behind them. Have they got anybody else behind them? Yeah, that's where it breaks down, yeah. doesn't it? You know, they haven't. I well, I don't I believe don't they, they have. I don't, I don't believe no. they have because, uh, yeah, and you know why they haven't? Got because eighty-three percent don't pay. Well, that's right. Eighty-three percent aren't exposed to the yeah. problem. However, if you was to boil these numbers down a little bit more, there is a lot of self-employed people involved in salons. Yeah that will be exposed if the new rules come through. So, you know, they are already um, talking about changes to the industry that's going to make well, I everybody don't think just the grassroots level up it's to the... Going to be the no, 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 it's, it's going to make employed. it... Anybody that's self-employed. Yeah, anybody that's self-employed, including the yeah. salon owners, will be affected to this, regardless whether they don't pay VAT or not. I think the whole industry needs to understand how these measures will affect everyone going forward because even if you're not exposed to VAT um, you will be because I think some of the changes that have been floated have been if you're working in a salon as a self-employed person your self-employed take-ins will be added on to the salon's take-ins to push them over in, into yes. the VAT threshold so there is an incentive here on the government to get everybody in our industry paying a 20% VAT. And my point is, the campaign should be to reduce tax on everybody, whereas this campaign is highlighting an issue which is going to increase tax for is, everybody is in the industry. They, and that isn't good. Is that good. because they've joined the BEIS, um, and, you know, that sort of under the umbrella of the, the business you know, we've, we've talked about before? That um, yeah, yeah, there is, there is, there is some connections yeah, rather, to that. Rather than try to be well, independent, they, you know, yeah, because if if I, I kind of believe that we're an independent um, industry away from any governing body, because I think once you start getting politics involved, right, uh, in our industry, it becomes all messy. It becomes um, yeah. It, well, you get all these splinter yeah. groups, don't you? you? Get all these different factions coming up, and and obviously the government are too busy, you know, jabbing um, pharmaceuticals into people's faces um, to warrant actually organising our industry or, or, or taking part in our industry for the betterment of it. You know, our government just want to get involved just to either keep the status quo going 
or increase tax revenues it, from it. Whereas the pandemic has kind of proven that everyone is fighting for their lives harder than ever yeah. uh, and will be for the it, next two years. It's quite interesting so. how the, um, yeah, the, the pandemic, COVID-19, right, has, has exposed the, the failings of, of, of these professional bodies, really. Uh, that's how I see it, mm. because... All right, so should we should we should we help them out then, Joe? What's the solution? What they got to do? I, I don't know the answer because you know I don't get paid to uh, to be to be on their board, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but like, but yeah, you, know, you but you can actually sort of say right, they haven't worked. I mean, they haven't achieved anything. I mean, I said it before. No, uh, that's right. But 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 we like we like solutions. Yeah, on this but show, I'm not. I'm not we? I'm, we like I'm giving not solutions. Get, uh, so let's not speculate about these no marks any longer. <laughs> let's actually boil it down to a solution right so the argument stalled at and and i love how it's only it's it's so according to the the mehmet dawn consultation group the salonomics consultancy group we believe that the argument should progress as thus so yes they should go back to boris and say we thank you for all of your support you've given to salons during lockdown however this VAT argument really is about what the government can do to support us to get back on our feet so we don't need any future government handouts. Yes, fair point. And also, you've got to add, add, um, add that we want to abolish VAT. You know, you know, VAT, this, yeah. That's, of that's, course, that's what of course. But, but, yeah, but but we got to move the conversation forward. So basically, the government have turned around and said it's too much, too difficult for us to separate you. Okay, then remove us from the VAT retail bucket altogether. Put us in health and wellness, and voila, Joe Mehmet, we have solved yes. the issue. Hang on, there you go. We have solved the issue. Put us in health and wellness. All of a sudden, we're exempt from VAT. All of a sudden, we're given more respect. For the the good vibes and the the presentation of the public and the good feelings that that we provide on a daily basis, who's to say that we're not psych psychologists? Who's to say that we are not part of you know improving the 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 happiness factor of the of, of Britain? Yeah, but we do. I mean, we do pe make people who's happy. To say? But we only make people happy for a brief a brief moment in time. It's not like. You know, wow, uh, happy, you know, for a whole day or so, it's for that brief moment in time. You know what I mean? That's right, but it's worth a 20% VAT rebate. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is it is true because we, we actually saw, like, um, the help, mental health, we helping them. Exactly, yeah. for Queen yes. and Country <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, well, but we actually take right. away people's jobs, though, aren't we? You know? <laughs> No, we're not. How are no, we? Because they are, they're, and, and whose jobs and, are we taking away? National health, uh, mental health uh, workers, uh, those, all those sort of care workers and things like that. They have nothing to do. If anybody oh. was happy through a haircut, they'd be out of a job, wouldn't they? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm sure there's um, you know, there's 20 million taxpayers that wouldn't mind yeah. uh, the burdening of the NHS being no, lowered no, just for a haircut. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. But 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 it is it is a simple solution, really, at the end of the day. Um, I think so. I yeah, think so. Is... So who's going to join us then? So how about we start our own campaign um, called F the VAT. F the VAT. F the VAT. Um, if anyone's interested, wants to collaborate with us on this idea, um, get in touch. You can join us through Telegram. Uh, if you Go on to salonomics.gosalon.uk. You can find an invite to Have our Telegram group. Have you got connections group. in Parliament? Um, Have you got any connections in, um, you know, some big shots so we can sort of like... Are you, talk are you talking uh, to me or are you talking I'm to talking the public? I'm talking to you. I'm talk uh, yeah, okay. you, can, you um, can, have I got you, any you connections in Parliament? Campaign, right. No, well, I don't really want to head it. I'd like somebody else to do it. Uh, what's Eleanor doing? Eleanor. Well, she's... she's um, Front in the um, Abbas's salon, isn't she? Oh yeah, she's going to be a bit busy, isn't she? To, to I mean, head she's up she's this been sort of left, right, centre from the industry from somewhere yeah. along the Well, this is what made me sick about this whole um, this whole splinter group because I remember going to the House of Commons uh, many years ago as um, a representative of the MH Fed, 
and it was just a jolly up mate you know there was no one really interested in the room that was interested in moving the conversation forward uh, and I come away from that whole how's the parliament thing with disgust. I did get involved in a little bit of a debate with one of the bobbies though on the way in because I remember at the time I was like uh, I was particularly um, fond of wearing hats. <laughs> you know, you going in between hairstyles, yeah. so I was wearing a hat everywhere. And um, you know, the policeman asked me to remove my hat as I was going into the House of Commons, and I'm like, "But you're wearing a hat." Oh God, I'm right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, it is when it's yeah, government, government issued hat, and you just wearing a. You know. Yeah, government. I was wearing a. I was wearing an <laughs> MH Fed issued hat, and he's he uh, he was uh, hattest. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist giving a dig in to somebody that was like, you know, but you want to treat me like this? I don't think this is out of order. Anyway, um, that's by the by. So yeah, um, maybe we should. Maybe we should let, um, look to help these people out. Um, you know, point them in the well, correct I, direction. I think so. And, and look, I think the uh, what we saw, what I was surprised is that, is that how the. Um, these sort of save our salon campaigns, right? They haven't really sort of come to us and asked us for advice, really. Because, you know, obviously we have got the uh, answer. We're quite passionate about uh, our industry. Yeah. Like we do we do want to sort of see uh, the VAT abolishing art from our sector completely, really. Yeah, we want to see everyone yes. thrive in yes. this industry, not just the top exactly. 10%. You know, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you That's something, it. right? If, if every salon, right, didn't have to pay a VAT on a haircut, they would pay their taxes or something else. You know, because they'll have more, they'll yeah, have more well, money. Well, they'll pay their staff more. They'll have more money in their pocket, won't they? No, if, 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 if they got... Look, look at the benefits of getting rid of VAT for most salons. They'd pay their staff yes. more. The staff would go out and spend more money and the tax would, the tax money would end up getting back going back to the government yes. anyway for other yes. things through real yes. retail <laughs> that's right <laughs> through real retail that they, they would buy from they, their they might they might even buy bitcoin too they might even buy one satoshi as well ah <laughs> oh, well they they the government are afraid of them doing that because then the government know they'll never get any tax on that ever again yeah, so don't. that's why they that's why they've spent the last 5 years trying to fud it out of existence but yeah trust no one that's joe right. that's right right that's right. Trust no one. Um, yeah, let's move on so. from all this nonsense because, like I say, I think we've given them enough free advice for one day. I mean, if they want any more advice, they're going to have to This is what I'm saying, man. That's sure. why they want to give me the answers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but there is one way of getting payment for advice, and it is this little thing called um, Podcasting 2.0. Do you know what Podcasting 2.0 is, Joe? Mate, I just go to Podcasting. I mean, I, I think this is my what, 31st episode that I'm doing with you, right? And now, you, now you're telling sure. me I've got to, I've got to know the, know the latest thing. I'm just getting, I'm just getting, in, um, getting uh, on top of this as, as it is. No, I know, I know. Um, but you know, podcasting has been a thing for 13 years, right? right? It was invented by a former MTV um, VJ called Adam Curry and it's quite remarkable actually the story is quite fascinating he essentially was a VJ that started getting cancelled he started getting fired from his jobs and this that and the other so he thought he would go out and and start up his own radio station but over the internet hence podcasting right. was formed podcasting is literally a radio yes. player through the internet like, so it is just radio. That's all it is. Anyway, so let me tell you the difference between podcasting 1.0 and podcasting 2.0. Podcasting 2.0 is about broadcasting your podcast over the internet, but not just over the internet, over the monetary network of the internet, which is known as yeah. Bitcoin. So podcasting 2.0 is all about preserving podcast as a platform for free speech. And we like free speech, don't we? So we do like free. I, I think I think most of uh, Western um, democracies enjoy. I don't free know. I, I don't and know about Western it, democracy because they seem to like the the the, the more you say, right, the the quicker they're quite happy to arrest you. Like you know what I mean? So. 
Yeah, but that's not down to the democracy. That's down to the the um, the cancel yeah. culture that we're in today. Uh, and this is what this is basically the cancel culture killer. Podcasting 2.0 is essentially a po- podcasting platform to exchange value that includes the developers and the podcasters and the listeners. So basically, it's a way of rewarding your content creators if they give you value. Um, and if you value what they do um, and therefore you don't have to so for example an example of this is listening to a podcast minus the adverts I mean the adverts do do everybody's head in yeah. do you know what I mean stopping the third of the way through to read something for blue chew or this that and the other do you know what I mean just because they're giving you 50 quid or, or whatever you know it's annoying um Another example of this is as well, you know, holding, um, getting people involved in the stream as well. They can contribute to the show, but they can also ensure that their contribution is up the top of the list by adding a payment to their contribution. So if it's like, you know, in the chat room, um, they can send you an email. And obviously, if you've got a very popular podcast and there's loads of people chatting, it's very, very difficult. I mean, p- some people might be aware of YouTube and their super chat feature, um, which is another way of sending value across the platform in order to make your message heard. Um, so there, there's ways of gamifying it, which basically makes it a really, really broad and valuable experience for the podcaster, for the audience, and for everyone in between. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? It, it enables to reward those people that are creating the value, rather than just handing money over to middlemen. Which is again, oh, that's 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 a hairdresser's dream, isn't it? Adding value, reward for for mm. their services, which is why I, you know, my prices are quite high. Because I value my uh, my skills much more higher than, um, than than what anybody would consider. You know, at the end of the day, I could hold a pair. You hold a pair. This is no different to me, really. You, you, you know what I mean? Mm. But like, yeah, you know, there there is so many um, interpretations of what is value, um, re- reward yeah, to you know right. what I mean? Reward to value, really. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been working on a brand purpose for Go Salon just recently, and I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer to the answer um, of brand purpose because I was working with, obviously, as you know, I was working with Lee last month, and and he's obviously doing um, doing a lot of research in this subject. And it, you know, the age-old adage of people by people. Yeah. Well, there's an extra element of that, and it's. People do buy people, but people buy why you do something more, you know. So the idea of... Oh, God, sorry about that. Um, my schoolboy era, my phone's still going off. Like I say, it's just a nightmare during, like, you know, trying to record a podcast during the school run. The wife's supposed to be doing it, and they keep phoning me right. for some reason. So uh, anyway, I digress. Um so yeah, <clears throat> so band purpose is all about marketing, and in order to be good at marketing means that you never need to be good at sales, which I think is really quite powerful. Um, and Go Salon have been working on this mantra of we believe you should be rewarded for the value you create. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Because yeah, because I think Go Salon. Um, as a technology is helping put the creative back in the middle of the conversation when it comes to product recommendations, um, retail products, referral products, all of these different things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, rewarding the v- the value you create. You know, rather than your customer buying six products from Boots or Superdrug, just recommend them that one quality product that you know is going to solve the problem. There you go. Boom. You've created value right there. You've saved that customer the pain and the anguish of having to spend on six different products by wrapping them all into one. Do you know what I mean? And there's there's obviously many use cases for Go Salon, but like I say, I'm just talking about brand purpose at the moment. And and I think I'm getting there. Yeah. It's really hard. So, I mean, I don't know if you've got any help for me on this. No, listen, I, I, I keep telling you, right, you should get it out there as quick as possible. But I suppose you have to get the product because it's beta stage at the moment, isn't it? I believe, right? 
Yeah, I mean, the product's out there and people can reserve yeah. their business name um, by going onto the list. Uh, and, but, you know, but, 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 like, so I've said, if the average is selling, right, as caught the, you know, for right, or wrong, for right or wrong reasons, right, there's been a lot of negativity about it. I, I think we're quite positive about it, right? Because we like technology, mm. and, you know, and we saw the e-mirrors a long time ago, really. Because uh, if you remember the yeah. uh, Chinese guy, right, he would say, wait till 5G comes out. Because was, we, we saw it right, when it was just still like yeah. what, 4G. So it was talking about 5G, which yeah. is 5Gs around. And and we saw like, and I and I think the, the what the Amazon son has done, right, is caught the imagination. Good or, good or, good or bad, it's caught yeah. the imagination, right? And your product, the Go Salon app, right, I could tell you, it should be out there now because it, now is the time to, to get out there. Mm. Be- no, I mean, it is. I mean, if you want access to the app, you can sign up via gosalon.uk. Yeah. But you're going to have to wait a little while for me to be able to onboard you onto the network because, you know, building a infrastructure and network, like with podcasting 2.0, you know, that the, the generation that we're in now we're building these decentralized apps and bitcoin is obviously part of it we'll, we this is essentially like the internet in 1994 yeah. you know in terms of the amount of people that are actually using it you know we want people to get away from the googles and the facebooks and the instagrams because people think that's what the internet is the internet is a much bigger more open space than that and everyone has the ability to have their own digital corner of it that isn't exposed, uh, isn't exposed to obviously bad actors and isn't hidden behind wall gardens such as Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people have, uh, are starting to learn about algorithms and how algorithms um, essentially, uh, they, well, they warp your timelines and they warp your feeds. So people can only get in your feed if they're paying money to the provider to put it in front of you. And and it's created echo chambers all over the place. You know, I gave the example last week about my sister. Every time she logs into Facebook, yeah. she gets triggered by animal cruelty things. And, and Facebook have done that to themselves. When Twitter and Facebook and all these things first came out, they were chronological. You couldn't miss a thing. Because you would go through your timeline and you'll get to a, a tweet or something that you've already seen before. But, but can I can I sort of put in, into a more of a nutshell? The, the, one of the things that I really like about your app, right, the Go Salon app, uh, in, mm. a, in, in, in the right environment, is space saving. That's what I like about it, all right? And, you know, forget yeah. the, the, the technical side of it, right? Because, you know, it, it, it would never, uh, it, it, it won't affect me at all. And I think most salons, it won't affect them at all, but where it, where they can get the benefit, right? It will, it will be space saving because, like you sort of said, right? You don't have to have a physical stock room anymore, okay? You don't have to have no. a reception anymore. You don't have to have phones ringing no. anymore. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to have a printer. You don't have to have a computer. Exactly. At front. You don't have to have a PDQ card it, machine. You don't it, need any exactly, of those things, right? And, yeah, thing. and that, that's yeah. what you, that's the that's for me. It's a USP. Right, so when you look at that, yeah. right, and then you, that's how you got to market it, I believe. So if, if most, most sellers, right, which are all and all sellers, right, are going to suffer, are suffering. If they're not suffering now, mm. they're going to suffer later on, and they have to, they have to take the drastic um, action, right, of, of folding or completely changing their old um, infra- infrastructure of the salon, right, the internals, yeah. and and the, and the go salon actually will make their life a lot easier because. One, they can get rid of staff, and you know, and these days it's quite. I think it will be easy to get rid of staff, right, without being sort of like um, liable as well, like for unfair dismissal because of COVID thing, right? So again, they can get rid of the unnecessary expenses, which is the overheads of reception or or, or the um, yeah, or digital like, yeah. online booking exactly. software. And, and, and spreadsheets, I you, products. Exactly. And I always said to you, right, hairdressers should always do what they do best, which is haircuts, hair stuff, right? So you have, yeah. you could have 15 hairdressers working in an environment, right? You know, right, and and they could all just concentrate on their hair. And when it comes to buying products, mm. it's all in the cloud. That's why Amazon's done really, mm. really well because everything's in the cloud. So I don't understand why hairdressers yeah. can't go into the cloud as well. Not the haircut, yeah, but the well, hairdressers itself. 
Yeah, even no, pictures. for sure. No, that's even a good way of... pictures. You, know, you don't yeah. have to have a picture on the wall anymore, do you? You don't have to have a book anymore with hairstyles. No. You can do it in the car. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's a good way of summing up. You know, um, the cloud is out yeah, there to be u- right. utilised, but I and I think that's what Salon Two is about, right. isn't yes. it? You know, it is about incorporating these technologies into your business, which will yeah. help exactly. you save you time and make well, you, you money. In my opinion, I don't think it will save you money, but you co- it will well, save you time. You concentrate more on the most important. Uh, all right. Well, let's 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 look at the evidence. Let's explore it. You say it won't well, save you time. Well, I say it will it's, it's save not, you time. A haircut's if, one hour, right? So yeah. It, so is, that's not going to make your life any more uh, quicker, is it? What's the process of what's the checkout process and the rebooking process? Well, that, How long that's going to have to do with the hairdresser. Once the client is done, right? Once they walk out their chair, right? No, 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 no. You can't say that. You can't say get rid of your receptionist. And then that's now well, not no, the, the no, no, job of the hairdresser. No, no, you're asking that question now, right? As in, as in what, what the, the, this, this situation, like once the client gets up, right, they're going to walk out the door. Mm. Or, you know, okay. We didn't go something up. That's what I would uh, interpret it. Okay, so why do, why do um, supermarkets have self-checkouts? It's quicker. It's quicker. But, but Who is do you it, think will appreciate a quicker self-checkout? Who do you think will appreciate a self-checkout? Someone with two uh, products right in the sort of big basket, basically speaking. Maybe somebody who doesn't want to stand at the desk for five yes. minutes waiting yes. to pay, waiting to input all their details. So, you yeah, know, even if it's not convenient for you as the hairdresser... For the client, then. Not for the most of the hairdresser. And, and, yeah, so, okay, so it saves yeah. time then. For, 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 yeah. yeah, it saves time, right? Okay. We, yeah. we worked out. Yeah. So does it and does it save money? Well, if t- if time is money, then it would it will do. Yeah, but it also saves the client money because they're now getting that recommendation from the internet, which is half the price of the and salon I suppose, price. Right? I suppose so, right. This is this is the interesting thing is we're thinking about it. If mm. if people have to prepay their um, their appointments in, in in the coming futures, right? So a client was yeah. all like. Pay the money through um, their bank account into your business bank account, right? Do they pay VAT mm. on that? Well, no. I mean, it obviously depends on whether you're including the VAT in your price or whether you're excluding the VAT in the price. The law in this country, right, that the price is included, right? But if it's going into your business account, right? Straight away, it's not going through. Uh, it's not going through a system, is it? As as like the PDQ machine. I don't know. I, you're, I'm out of my depth here. This is accountancy yeah, yeah. No, speak. No, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't, I don't. I'm just sort of think. Listen, I hate taxes, um, so I'm certainly not going to study all the rules and regulation regarding okay. taxes and and where okay. you can pay. But you know, if someone if someone wants to update us on that, then send us a message through Sphinx Chat. Um, or yeah. Telegram, and you can you can send yeah. us a message and, and, and clarify that that position. But I just want to focus on not the the nuances. Yeah. I just want to focus on the basic fundamentals of the of the actual app. And if if you've got a self service machine in your hand as a customer as a client, then you're going to use it while sat in the chair to save you five minutes, right? And if you're a freelance hairdresser or you're working in a smaller salon that doesn't necessarily have a receptionist. Then you're going to be saving yourself five minutes checking out the client, rebooking their next appointment, because all that can be done in the chair through the client with their own handset. This is what I'm trying yeah. to say. This yeah. is what I'm trying oh, to say. I know, I know that. I know. Salon 2.0 is the way yeah. forward with this. And Go Salon essentially makes it easy to onboard mm. you into this system. But it's very early days. Like you say, it is. we are in beta. Uh, I've got 65 different salons waiting to get on the network and, you know, I'm going as fast as I can, but there's only me and my um, my partner, Neil, who are working on developing this. And obviously salons have been closed for the last year, yeah. Joe. So they've obviously had other things on their mind <laughs> rather than whether they're going to, yeah. you know, whether they're going to improve their salon um, over the next year. And, and let's face it, this is early. It's early days for everyone. We're three weeks after we've been allowed to open up. 
everyone is inundated with clients. Um, so yeah, I've just we've just got to get the idea out there that there's a better way and there is a much better way for you to run your business and to run your salon. And what Go Salon does is it puts the creative back in the middle of the conversation when it comes to their clients. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know some I know when you and Lee were talking last week, you were saying back in the day, you know, we used to have all the client data in the computer on the desk and none of the stylists could leave because they couldn't get access to the data. Well, that's long gone. Everyone's your friend on Facebook now. Everyone can message you via Instagram, you know. So stop trying to protect your clients from your salon from your salon staff yeah. because you know you can't protect that all you can do is focus on what you can do as a hairdresser and as a salon make it easier for everyone to function make it a better experience for everyone and hopefully you'll then be able to earn more money as a yeah. salon owner yeah no, that's right listen i i think I, point. I i think the technology is is right for the industry now and as soon as the hairdresser mm. sounds embrace the technology and, and use it the, the better it will be for 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 everybody yeah. i really do and, and the and the Amazon totally. salon right is is not the way forward because i i believe the Amazon salon right is it's an old date they've got old dated uh, technology mm. right but but using yeah. using today's technology it will surpass that and it will actually accelerate the that that's business into a, a different level really really do yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy with Amazon yeah, getting so, into the space. You well, know why? Because they're doing my marketing right. for me. Hundred percent, perfect, exactly. Yeah, so, because essentially, what what Amazon are, are trying to do is they're trying to redevelop their app to make it easier for the personal care sector to engage with their customers, uh, which is fine. But Go Salon is completely independent. We don't necessarily rely on Amazon. In fact, we'd love to plug other distributors out there into the system to make it more anti-fragile so that if Amazon turn around one day and say, oh, you know what, we're only going to give you a 1% commission on everything you do, then you can flip Amazon out of it and you can go and join another distributor that's going to reward you with a higher commission. So I am looking at all of these little yes. angles to improve the software, but, you know, to build a brand new physical affiliate network from scratch part-time is <laughs> going to take me some time so if they i am looking for investment at the moment i'm looking for help so if anyone's out there and wants to help well, would me you, would you would you uh, not go future dragon's of den? salons would you not go dragon's den? i would go dragon's den but you know i would like to get a lot of these onboarding things sorted first you know my issues really at the moment is volume I can't cope with the amount of volume of people that are coming in on the network. So you need staff. And, you need staff. And rather than yeah, well, yeah, I think I need staff. Uh, no, I don't necessarily need staff. I just need to. You know, I mean, I mean, I just need to implement the yeah. onboarding so that it becomes easier because I don't want people. To, I don't want Go Salon's reputation be destroyed by people having a bad experience trying to get on the platform. Yeah. You know. How do all these social networks do it? How do all these platforms succeed? They make onboarding super simple. Look at Zoom. Zoom's like one of the biggest platforms that have come out of nowhere over the last couple of years. Why did people gravitate towards Zoom? It was the easiest platform to do video calling on. You shared a link, that was it. It was done. There was no downloading software. There was none of this, none updating that. You know, I need a passcode here. I need to put all my details. Yeah, but you know what? what I mean? but, but, but you need to spend money, right? If you would have more than one hour uh, meetings, right? Oh, no, 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 no. To totally. Yeah, totally. That's why I'm, I'm open at the moment. I'm open to suggestion. Anyone who wants to get in touch with me, you can email me at hello at gosalon.uk. Um, time wasters will not be tolerated. <laughs> uh, don't try and sell me sell me your garbage I genuinely want people on the same uh, yeah same mindset as me you know really wanting to push the industry yeah. forward really want to bring it into the 21st century and really want to do good for the whole of course, industry of course you know, that, that, you know listen for your, your the passion for the industry right hopefully you make a career out of it right 
know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah like I say, the, I think the market should be able to function without monopolies. I, I think so. And, you know, I want Go Salon to be part of this, you know, anti-monopoly kind of crusade. Well, you know, value and appreciation comes in many forms. It can be a like, a retweet, a follow, a review, a tip an affiliate, or maybe a reward. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Value increases loyalty, in my opinion. And if you're focused on the value you provide, then the loyalty will yeah, follow. Definitely, definitely. Do I get a round of applause for that? <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Go, Aaron, go. Go, go, yeah. Aaron, go. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, trust Let's no trust one. <laughs> I love how I can put all that stuff out there and wrap it up and then completely you know, yeah. destroy it. Yeah, destroy it with that. Um, yeah, but anyway, Joe. Um, yeah, I, th I hope this on second listen, this all makes sense. What we've tried to explore today. There wasn't really much. There wasn't really many articles for us to focus on today because, like I say, they're just rehashing the same old, the same old stuff. Yeah, aren't they? And, and, so, yeah and I think that, you know it's. They, they, they have to they have to start to, to restructure really I mean look I, we, we, I keep mentioning it all the time the the campaign is, is futile so they have to go back and uh, sort of go back to the drawing board the industry is suffering because so two weeks in now right they're, they're all suffering now um, mm. really so again it's it's what I'm really surprised at is no one actually had the initiative to actually do anything to their salon during the pandemic they they they, they kind of like mm. did the social distancing thing they kind of did away with something to to give the space and everything but really at the day when i drive around no one's really done anything different aaron there's still the same reception mm. desk still the same air dryer still the same all mm. the same old this right and you know and clients are sort of saying do i really want to go back to that i mean i've got a client in, i'm doing mm. next week right in in uh, in mayfair mm. all right she yeah. she was recommended to me by by a client okay and she's just mm. she's just in a message she's looking for a new style now this woman's house well, i'm not going to tell you where she lives but this woman's house is round the corner to free top flight salons and you think i'm expensive these guys there's one guy who charges more than i do all right and mm. you know and he's and he's a it is as big a celebrity than i am okay so mm. What did it tell you that this woman who lives around the court to free hairdressers salons with with one's got the best reputation in the world mm. and she doesn't want to go to one salon not one salon well it, it tells me two things she's either afraid to go outside or b she's afraid to congregate in a space with more than like one or two or people she just bought can you, know, can you, you know I mean? Could, well, no. As she bought, well, if she was bored, then she would go to those no, salons. No, bored, she? Maybe no, she's, maybe she's going, time poor. Bored going to those salons. Oh, she's bored of going to those salons. Yeah, that's what people are talking. Maybe she's time poor. Maybe you know, it takes her two hours in the salon, whereas you come over, you know, bish bash bosh, the Aston Martin Sport Edition of Joe Mehmet styling, and you're done in half an hour. Job done. Think of it, right? Think of my feet here. Right, we're all talking about wham bam, thank you, ma'am. COVID restrictions, right, things like that. Maybe the client mm. doesn't want to go into that salon anymore because it's the yeah. same old, same old. She's she's had her eyes open to thinking that you know what, my life without a hairdresser salon is actually a lot better because I don't have to go to this sort of oh, like see this receptionist, talk to this sort of chitty chatty. Maybe she just bored that environment. Did you think? Of, you maybe. Know, you know, maybe. Maybe. How old was this? How old was um, this client? Was she in her sixties, no, fifties? No, 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 no. How old? I mean, the the client that recommended her, right, Christina, mm. she's forty-two, right. Oh, so, okay. So, I mean, so I'm yeah. just sort of saying. Well, it's interesting, saying, right? Because no one talks about the um, how the client feels about going back into the sun. They all think they're scared. Maybe they're just bored. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Aaron. Maybe. Great point. Great point. All right then, Joe. We'll look. We've got yeah. to wrap it up at some point. We're yeah, yeah, there's hour. so much we'll talk about, um, really, but we, we haven't got time, have we? Yeah, I know. I have to keep you on a tight, tight leash, mate. Otherwise, you can just recycle and rehash the same things that we always already spoken about half an hour ago, maybe. I don't know. Oh, well, I don't talk about that. I don't know. Stuff, did I? <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. No, that's good. No, I appreciate you talking about that. That's good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call you up for that. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is. 
we need to let people know where they can find us. So, uh, are we, we going to do? Have you got a goat on LinkedIn this week? I mean, I, I haven't got that. a goat, but I did have an episode yesterday, right? Which uh, go on then, hit well, me with I, it. I, I was sort of like, I, you know, I do my uh, my dog shopping. Right, I go to Iceland, right, to get my dog's food. You know, I get these sort of drinking dumb, right. the chicken drumsticks, the frozen bags. Right, I get like four bags at a time, and they're quite heavy. So I have to drive to Islington. And, and yeah, get the, they get their things. So I'm looking for a space. And um, anyway, I, f- I find a space, right? And this is sort of like a Pimlico van, Pimlico Palmer's van behind me. Anyway, so I indicate to turn left into the parking. Anyway, I put my reverse light, and it's reversed back to give you space. So I parked, I parked my car, my Aston Martin RS, so I could strip down the car into the space. As I go out, right, the, Ast- um, the Pimlico Palmer's van is still there. And they're arguing. What happened, Rob? This as it was reversing, he's just this motorcyclist didn't understand the van was re, um, reversing, and it just constantly smashed into it, and the bike was underneath the carriage of the car. Right now, right. in effect, that is my fault, wasn't it? Because I I caused the accident, right? But but legal, mm. but in legal terms, it's not my fault because. Um, whose fault is it? I mean, this is what I'm at the point I'm trying to get right. Whose fault is it? You know what I mean? Because I stopped to find mm. a parking space. The van pool was um, um, reversed to give me space to uh, think, and the motorcyclist decided to stay <laughs> to stay where he was. <laughs> right? And the guy was sort of said, "I didn't see you, mate. I didn't see you." Because it's right. Because the the motorcycle was yeah. in the middle of. Um, in the, in the middle of the road, right? In the middle of the van. So I didn't see him. So, you know, it's going to be... So do you, do you, do you think uh, motorcycles will be forced off the road like cars have been forced off the road in London? Do you think motorcycles... They're, are, no, they're, too, they're too important for the, uh, the delivery uh, and all that lot at the moment. They're too important. No, you can't. You know, if that happens, right? I mean, it, then, then robots would take over society. But right now, hmm. uh, motorcycles, no. Cars, yes. Motorcycles, no. Really, no. Good. Good. All right, then, Joe, let everybody know where they you can find you. You can find me on joemembehairdresser.com. <laughs> and fun. you can also visit <laughs> Salonomics over all the social medias if you choose to be them. Or you can connect with us direct. If you go salonomics.gosalon.uk, you can look at that. Or if you want to... Join the beta program of Go Salon, and you want to get back some of that value that you richly deserved, uh, then go to www.gosalon.uk. Alternatively, you can always send me an email. Uh, I do read every email that I receive at hello at gosalon.uk. Um, I also want to encourage everyone to check out Podcasting uh, 2.0. I wrote a blog about it on the Go Salon website, which you can find at the bottom of the page if you scroll down. Uh, The blog is titled, hang on, let me find it. The blog is called uh, Innovate at Your Peril. No, it's not. It's it's simply called Podcasting 2.0. So I'm sure if you type in Go Salon, Podcasting 2.0 into Google, you'll find it. Uh, I, I just really talk about on that about our journey through getting um, our podcast Salonomics onto the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I encourage everyone to go and download a Bitcoin Lightning wallet called Sphinx Chat or Breeze Technology, and then. You know, come and join us in Podcasting 2.0. Come and upgrade your salon. Go Salon 2.0. You know, all of this stuff, Joe. It's it, it innovation. Is, uh, you know, it's and exciting. And I think people should actually sort of come, get, get us to sort of like, uh, sort of like help them sort of like re, redesign their salon. Very simply. It, it, it would cost them nothing, right? It would just take one bit of uh, technology and I'll tell you something, they will have a salon of the future. Just like that. That's right. Be future-proof, be independent, be an influencer, and be future-proof. That's right. All right, then, Joe Mehmet, great to talk to you as always. I'll catch Uh, up with you next week. Enjoy the kids. Bye.